You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Paw Vote with Cuba, America's top dog. I am your host, Bob Shaughnessy, and of course, Cuba is here with me. We hope you had a chance to listen to episode eight with Jennifer Bartok from Celebrity Catwalk. If not, you can find the show either on Pet Life Radio's website or Paw Vogue's website. And today, we thank you for joining us. Today's show, we will be talking with Kendra Cunningham, who's a very, very busy person. She's a designer for Harlow and Grace. She has her own brick-and-mortar store. She uh, lives in the state of Washington, and they recently just had a very large fashion show, which we believe is the largest in the state of Washington last week. We'll talk about that later. And she's a stage mom for her celebrity dog, Carly. And Carly has three other, I guess I would say, aspiring actors and actresses. And we'll also talk about them later. Many of you have probably thought about how much fun it would be putting on a pet fashion show. Well, the second half of today's show, you will be able to find out how much work actually goes into it. It's not an easy job, and Kendra will be telling us about that. And right now, we will be taking a commercial break, and we'll be back with Kendra. It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping. Go to PetcoDeals.com and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of items at Petco. PetcoDeals.com. But, but that's not all. Are you talking to me? Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership Plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. Go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Paw Vogue with Cuba, America's Top Dog. If you are at a computer, please follow along with us as we discuss some different types of designs that we will be going over shortly. And you can find them by going to pawvo.com, episode 9. Now from Spokane, Washington, Cuba and I would like to officially welcome Kendra and Carly. Hi, Bob and Cuba. Thanks for having me on your show. We're really thrilled you're having us. Uh, thank you. 
Kendra, for the listeners who do not know you, please introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about Carly, but we'll be talking about Carly later on, too. Well, uh, let's see. A little bit about me. I have three daughters and one son, all whom I'm very proud of. One having returned from Iraq as a frontline combat medic is in your general neck of the woods tending Penn State. So they're all into higher education. And, of course, uh, they all say I'm replacing them with Yorkies. Carly is a Yorkie, one of my four Yorkies. And uh, that's about it for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you have how many children? I have four children, three daughters and one son. And now four Yorkies. I wonder why they associate that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) They all have nicknames for them. Each of them is a particular dog. Kendra is one of the few Povo designers that actually owns a brick-and-mortar store, and she has her online web store. So let's first talk about the retail store, and you can see a few photos. Um, it It looks great, let me tell you. Well, we are located in Spokane, Washington, again, like you said. And Spokane is divided into several business districts, and we chose the district that has several eclectic-type shops, local fashion designers of human apparel. It's a very boutique-type atmosphere, and of course, it's home to Ferguson's and the Milk Bottle Diners, where Vision Quest and Benny and June and other movies were filmed. And basically, it's the last place in the city where you get that small hometown feeling when strolling down the sidewalk. So we chose that area for our brick and mortar, and we've been very well received. I mean, looking at the two photos on the webpage, I see lots of pink, of course. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you and I have discussed pink. Um, (laughs) But it's a great picture. The story looks beautiful. Thank you. How many square feet do you know? The front half, in fact, it's about 1,500 square feet. Good size, especially for New York. (laughs) Oh, yeah. a little different. <laughs> we have land here. <laughs> I know if you own a store, you, it's much more involved in getting, you know, get involved with the civic matters, um, organizations, etc., which you have been quite, quite a bit, hasn't it? Yes. Well, obviously getting involved with various organizations increases one's business visibility and contributing to charities obviously brings about a great sense of contributing to one's civics responsibilities. But, you know, and there's pros and cons. The downside being really active in the community is you're not as able to do as much for your store because there's only one of me. But it definitely opens up doors. Uh, We've been invited to participate in many various charity functions, pet and human. And we try to do a little bit of both. And uh, one example was last fall's Bark for Life, which we put on a mini fashion show. And now I now design all the Bark for Life outfits, vests. So now that group is dressing their dogs. Uh, that's very good, though. Let's see. You opened your online store when? Well, we had a small website that went with the store originally. But last year, we decided to revamp everything, and we put in a, uh, an actual web store to go with our brick and mortar, and that's divadogpetboutique.com. And then we have a second uh, web store that carries and focuses on my line, harlowandgrace.com. Right, and both of those can be found on the webpage. They can. Okay, why don't we take a look at some of your designs, the Harlow and Grace designs. Um, we have a number of them here for people to follow along. And the first one is the green and yellow, which is really a beautiful dress. It's quite bright, isn't it? And it's, <laughs> it's that bright in life also. We do, I do what we like to call the mock double skirt. Because I design more for the smaller dogs, you need a more lightweight garment, but people like that idea of two fluffy skirts. And so it gives the illusion that there's, it's a double-layer skirt when it's actually just a single-layer skirt, and thereby it has it's lighter weight for the smaller dog so they're not bogged down with heavy clothes. 
And though the design is not new for us, um, we change the panel. Sometimes we'll make it round, make it only halfway down. Slight changes, but we like to introduce different colors. We, we do a lot of seersucker-type fabrics for those. Oh, very nice. I would guess that's a good seller. It is. Now, the next one is not something easy to make, in my opinion. It's this beautiful bed. Yes. Pictures do not do these beds justice. I like to say our business is kind of a family affair. My husband has many talents, and one of them is being a metal fabricator. And these beds are made from cold rolled steel. They're going to last 20 years. These are a piece of furniture, but we've kept them lightweight, so you can easily move them from room to room. We also, they have foam return mattresses that are very comfortable. I have one in my house, and two of the Yorkies and the cat share it. And I say, place it by a sunny window. What seems to be the appealing factor about the beds for the dogs is you can drop the canopy drapes, and we drop them in back, and it creates that kind of den-like feeling, but yet they're sheer, and you can see through them. And, of course, uh, we use the sparkle organza, so they, they, you know. And do they come in all different sizes? We have one standard size, and they, I think they're 23 by 17, the mattress, approximately. Uh, the mattress is three-inch foam return, memory return mat, uh, foam. They come in a wide variety of fabrics. Something we won't be seeing because we don't have the pictures yet because I've been busy with the fashion show is our new Eiffel Tower bed. And where you see the little tassels hanging there, those have little mini Eiffel Towers. And on top, instead of that spiral design, we have a Eiffel Tower. I and can't wait to see it. Fabric. Yes, that's going to be very exciting for us. Okay, next we have a pug wearing satin dress. Yeah, satin and taffeta. The bodice is made of taffeta and the bottom is ruffled, pinched satin, but it all blends together and Swarovski crystals. A big black satin bow. And on top of the dog's head, you can't really see that in the picture, but there is a coordinating fascinator. And this is one of the outfits that were in the show. And the public loved that. And this little pug was quite the little performer on the stage. And uh, so it was <laughs> very good. well received. Now, the next one is one of your dogs. And is it Gracie? That is Gracie. Uh, she is my little uh, still shop model. Uh, she's wearing a little tux dress with petal cut organza uh, streamer type skirt. I've always liked that formal look, but yet a fun type of thing. And obviously little buttons and sparkle ribbon and a little red bow accent. Very nice. Kind of break it up. I don't know what the name of this one is, but I call it the New York Times dress. (laughs) Yes. We called it Read All About It. People call it the Canine Chronicles. Again, it's in that mock double skirt. So you have lightweight and this one happens to be cotton. And uh, I believe, according to the people, that I bought the last of that fabric. I searched all over the United States when it became so popular. and went, uh-oh, <laughs> this is going faster than I had anticipated. And, of course, searched the United States and found some more fabric. So we'll be, be able to do a, a few more of those. But when that's gone, that's gone. And that's very popular. And, in fact, I want to get all my dogs one. And I just haven't <laughs> had time to dress my own dogs in that. And we'll, and it we'll is be discussing cute. why in a few minutes. You haven't had any time. Now, um, next is a denim. Yes, it is denim. This is recycled. Uh, you know, we're, we're the rugged people of the Northwest here, and people like functional apparel, too. And we also have, you know, environmentally conscious people, and they like the idea of recycling denim. And so we did that. But, of course, and so this kind of unisex. It can go for boys or girls. And we added a little denim flowered and, and a rough cut look. So it's kind of a 
has a feminine touch, but yet it's still rugged. And, of course, we added a jewel because we always have to improve on Mother Nature there with a flower. And so that's been well-received. I haven't uh, I have many ideas, and, of course, you can get, get them in dresses or vests. But, again, I haven't had time to really develop any more of those, but we plan to bring those back because that addresses another segment of our local population that likes that sort of thing. Well, they're actually very popular in New York right now, too, Denim. Well, good. I do have yeah, a question about the next one. The next one yes. is a boy's tuxedo. Yes. And the tuxedo is worn on the top, on the back of the dog. Now, Cuba has some on the back and on the front. And I don't know which one I like better. You know, it's taken me, actually. It still feels weird when you put the stuff on top, but it gives that illusion. And again, because I'm more geared for dressing the smaller dogs, to put something on front, nobody sees it if they're walking. You know, any dogs, you know, 12 pounds and under, they're pretty short. And this way it gives them the illusion, and people seem to like it. We have coordinating dresses. We sell a lot of these in the store for weddings and things that people are taking their dogs to. It's becoming more popular. So got to have something for the boy, too. Uh, Do you ever offer it on the front and the back? I haven't yet, just because, again, I'm more geared for the smaller dogs. A large dog. I think that's fine, or our bigger dog, but nobody's going to see it, and it's just going to be kind of... But most small dogs get carried. True, true. So anyway, that's a debatable subject with lots of people. I don't know which I like better, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it goes either way, I think. It's kind of a personal preference, probably. And now we have your big celebrity who is sitting on the beach. Oh, Carly, yes. We're bringing those designs back because uh, they were very popular. Uh, kind of, we called it the Beyond the Sea, and of course, there's several different styles and colors in within that little sub collection. And uh, this was the one that I realized uh, she was a little more well known. We had brought all these various outfits and took her to a beach in Seattle. And we had camera equipment and obviously, you know, clothes laid out and everything and was doing a photo shoot. And, of course, people started gathering around and you started hearing people, you know, talking about this dog. And, you know, somebody says, oh, is that Carly? Is that Carly? She's the famous doggy model. And so it was kind of like my mouth was hanging open. I didn't even get people's names. Anyway, so I realized she was a little further well-known outside her area and it was quite fun and we felt very important. <laughs> <laughs> and she's and become she more loves, important. Yes, she loves it. You know, yes, this is and her thing. And the next picture, I'm not sure who that is. That is Gracie. That's and what again, I thought, yeah. These are outfits that kind of coordinate with, uh, though this is a little bit different style, with the, the satin doggy vest. We call it, it's kind of turned into being called the flower girl dress. We make various layers of organza cut, rough cut flowers where the edges are seared and free-flowing. And people have requested this dress many times for attending weddings and such. It's not a gown. It's just your basic dress length. Again, lightweight. So we line all our garments. It's soft, flowy satin, and uh, so it's not heavy on the dog. And it's kind of ended up being our, our signature flower that we put on in people expect that in that and it obviously comes in a wide variety of shades you know very nice the lavender one let's see next we have another one of your beds in pink another one of the beds yes right now our frames come in either black or white we're hoping to add gold and this we call it the shabby chic and it has that baby fleece cover for the mattress and of course uh, sparkling glittering sheer pink canopy drapes and uh, this one has been popular also And now the last one, I have to say, is my favorite. Carly again. 
This is our first out of the steampunk collection. Uh, again, I have not been able to develop it as further along as I had liked, but steampunk type wear. And again, bearing in mind, I'm in a fashion district, and so I'm around a lot of eclectic human designers. And steampunk is very popular in that area. And so we, of course, had to add a little steampunk version. And it doesn't show in the picture I'm looking at, but it also has a little coordinating fascinator. And uh, we do it in various colors and, and such. And people can also contribute their own fabrics or something special they want to add because the skirt is kind of a mini ruffle with alternating fabrics. Yes, I do see the fascinator. And could you explain what that is? The Fascinator? Yes. Again, Fascinators have gotten to be quite popular. And so, of course, the pet fashion designers are bringing them into incorporate into the doggy line. Obviously, Fascinators is not my invention, but it's a well-received little addition accessory. And uh, people seem to like those, too. Well, she so. looks adorable in it. it. really does. Thank well, you. Kendra, we have to um, take a few minutes for a commercial break. And then we'll be back with the second half of the show right after words from our sponsors. It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best bets for pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. Welcome back to Povo with Cuba America's Top Dog. And with us is Kendra Cunningham. And we are just about to discuss having a celebrity dog or dogs in the house. Kendra has four Yorkies, 
And one of them is very well known in the Northwest and probably even like I know about her in the East Coast as well. So you breed Yorkies, I believe, as well once in a while. I do. I have two very high-end Yorkies from champion, world champion lines. I wouldn't call myself a breeder per se, but the vet was so impressed with the quality of the Yorkies. When I actually took my dog in to have her uh, spayed, he says, please, we see so many terrible, sickly Yorkies coming in our area. Please consider breeding this dog. because." And so we are the only Yorkie breeder, if you could call me that. We've only done it a few times on this side of the state that's vet endorsed for AKC standard and high-quality, healthy Yorkies. Wow, that's um, terrific. Who are the mothers? Gracie and Izzy. Izzy is very show-lined and exceptional. Speaking of Carly, part of the reason that I was troubled by and wanted to, to breed and produce healthy Yorkies was we got Carly as a friend to Gracie. Keep her company because I used to have a different job and work very long hours and they needed a little friend to keep them company when I was gone. And Carly, we've come to find out, was one of those type of Yorkies that was not healthy, per se. And I was very upset that people were doing this to people. And so that's kind of what we went along with. And know. look at Carly today. She's a big celebrity. Yes, Let's talk about her know, being a celebrity. You know, I cry after every show. A little tears <laughs> run down my face because I think, what would have happened to you? Because we, we don't know for sure, but I strongly suspect she probably was a puppy male puppy. And I think, oh, what would have happened to you if we hadn't found each other? And it just touches my heart. There's so much. Now she has her own income. So. <laughs> okay, let's talk about celebrity dogs. Does she know she's a celebrity? Well, you know, I'm beginning to think she does now. Because, again, originally Carly was the shy child, Gracie being the model, per se, the still shot model. And Carly was like, eh, whatever. And now she has a much higher, almost confident strut in her walk now. And she's kind of, I say, gone from being my denim tomboy to glowing and strutting in gown and fancy dresses. But, of course, you got to watch her because if she's not careful, she'll still on the leaves with the finest of dresses on. So she just seems confident. She holds her little head up when she struts, and she just is thriving on all the attention she gets. And how many shows has she now been in? Well, you know, I was trying to get the numbers. Last year alone, over the course, including Canines on the Catwalk, she did 11 shows. Some for charity, some for, you know, promoting other human apparel boutiques and advertising for them. And she has four scheduled, I believe, for the summer and fall. And then, of course, she did a few in years prior. So. And you'll have to tell us about the award that she won or did not win, but almost oh, won. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a funny little story. We have a local human fashion show. It's kind of big news around here. And it's called Spokane's Top Model. And it's a runway show. And then the winner gets to go to kind of be featured in Seattle Fashion Week. One of the boutiques, after seeing how well Carly did on the runway, asked if they could have her in this, this show to represent their boutique. Well, sure. And so, anyway, the show is over, and they're going to announce the winner, and everybody's all excited. And we're all in our various green rooms waiting, and everybody is saying, you know, what's taking the judges so long? I mean, why is this going on? Well, finally, they announced a winner, and of course, we're all excited, and come to find out, apparently, according to what everybody has told me, that the delay went, that everybody voted for Carly, <laughs> and the judges were saying, uh, we didn't even know, of course, they didn't even know Carly was going to be in the show, but their dilemma was, we can't have a dog win, <laughs> and <laughs> it's a human show, so they had to decide what they were going to do, and from what I hear, they did seriously consider, well, that's who the people want. <laughs> 
So, she would have won Seattle too, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure too, yes. Okay, you, you just recently, last week, produced a, we both believe, the largest pet fashion show on the Northwest has ever had, right? And well, as far as I know, yes. It's certainly a runway show. I looked it up and I couldn't find anyone, anything that competed. And it was called <laughs> Canines on the Catwalk. Yes. Now, you are, I'm not sure, are you the person who actually came up with the idea? Well, yes, it was my idea. And I believe you had asked at some point if it was my concept. I really actually saw all the fashion shows, charity fashion shows that were in your area and in many of the more fashion-forward cities, and I realized that was something I really wanted to be involved with. And, of course, convincing others in my area that was a good idea was another thing. So, again, I started at the bottom, and Carly and I, I saved paid our dues, and we got involved in the local fashion community, and Carly did a lot of people fashion shows, and everybody saw what a natural she was on the runway, and it became easier and easier. And of course, once I decided this, I realized it was all easy for me to say, oh, I can bring on designers, I can bring on clothes, but how do you have a runway show? What do I have to do? What do I need? So I did find a show promoter who, again, had produced some of the human fashion shows. And after she saw the rave reviews that Carly was getting, particularly, I believe it was when we were leaving Spokane Top Model, I saw it was a good opportunity to bring it up that this is something I wanted to do at some point in the future and how would she feel about maybe helping me. And she goes, you know what, let's meet. And so a month or two after that, we met over coffee and I started laying out my plans, uh, how I envisioned it, and uh, she helped me. And uh, of course, I always say, you know, you have to uh, pick a venue a promoter is very, very important, and we pitched our ideas and talked back and forth. How long ago was this meeting you had with her before the show? It's a long almost, planning process. Yes, it is. Almost a year ago. It takes that long, and first of all, you have to find a pet charity that's going to be receptive to receiving funds. And, you know, there are several pet shelters in our area, and we chose one that had recently lost some city funding and could really use some help and, of course, was well-known. And so then we made that decision. And then, of course, was picking the venue. Venue is very important. And, you know, like I told the promoter, we really got one shot to produce a really nice show because my I envision this being an annual event and it growing larger and larger in numbers every year and to where the beneficiary will receive uh, a good deal of funds. I said, so we need to have a really nice place for, for our very first show. It can't be, <laughs> you know. So, of course, I picked a more swanky place and the most expensive place. And so, and of course, you go and you have to pitch your pet charity event. With, and we had high hopes we'd be given a break in the form uh, from the vendor, but no such luck. So not only does it take a lot of work, it also takes a lot of money. <laughs> Is it a, a place that, like a restaurant or what type of place was no, it? No, it, it's an event center. Event center, okay. Yeah, it was called the Lincoln Center. And again, you have to remember, convincing our area that a pet fashion runway show, for charity or not, was worth their time. The sponsors were few, but we're having a lot of people, because it was so well-received, now want to come on board. So we knew we'd have to kind of fund and promote this as much as we could ourselves to get it off the ground. So we anticipate, of course, every year more and more people coming on. But we had a lot of the local businesses, uh, locally-owned businesses, help agree to sell show tickets and booth and program ad space. And we had several promo fundraising events that were also the first for the area. So that was really where, hey, bring your pet to an actual evening event of drinks and hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, what was the name of that one? The Poitini? Poitini. 
Martini was one of them, and that was unheard of for our area, too. So that really got the public excited, and so, oh, and then, of course, you have to have a doggy model call. So we interviewed dogs because, you know, obviously pet and public safety was our first concern, and we needed to have dogs that could adapt because the back of a runway show in the backstage in the green room, and everything is loud music, backstage chaos, bright lights, camera lights flashing. I mean, Carly had been in show after show, so she was used to that. So we needed dogs that we felt were calm, and obviously we needed dedicated pet parents because we wanted them to have practices and uh, fittings, and we needed someone totally committed to the event because I have to applaud the pet parents because they received nothing other than the satisfaction of helping a pet charity, but they attended regular practices, uh, helped us promote. We put on a lot of mini fashion shows throughout the city to get people to understand, which, you know, they weren't full-fledged shows, so we'd have a few dogs, different dogs show up at the various different fundraisers, and uh, they were well, able to participate. We have um, a few minutes left. Why don't we take a look at some of the photos, and you can tell us what we're looking at. First one, we also uh, we had fabulous photographers that did donate their time. And again, that goes into a fashion show, too. Because it is very expensive to put on, anybody you can get to help that is willing to basically work for free, all the better. Because for every dime you don't have to spend is a dime that goes to your charity. So I always strongly encourage people, give when you can, even a small little ad helps the people running charities. So anyway, the photographer made posters of every dog, and of course Carly was the little star. And the first one is a picture of Carly, one of the posters, and of course it got cut off, but obviously had the date, the time, the location. And the next one is a Paw Vogue fan, Zoe Bear, modeling one of my designs, and her human model was Jeremy, and he'll be shown another shot up here. And as you can see, which even surprised me, we had a very good turnout for our area's first, and oh, you know, only pet charity fat runway fashion show it was a full house and the numbers aren't actually in because we're meeting with the accountants later tomorrow i believe it and uh very big full house and we're very very pleased and of course our beneficiary spoke animal and they had pets there too that were available for adoption we had wanted to go with showing the, the adoptable dogs on the runway, but we knew to pull them out and have them fitted and have to wait took them out of the running to be adopted. So we had local people with their doggies. And the next one was kind of the, I like to say it was the winning shot at Spokane Top Model. This is, everybody's always say, how do you train Carly to just go and flow with the models? And I always have to laugh and say, you know, if they knew the truth, it's just dumb luck. <laughs> but um, they think I've trained her. And uh, then our next shot is the beautiful human model, Sierra. Now, these young girls are just teenagers, and they are just elegant. And Sierra is a popular local fashion model for many of the boutiques, and she has frequently walked Carly, and that is Carly in kind of a sparkling tool, crystal, can't really see it, gown or dress that goes with Sierra's dress. We tried to keep many of the models as neutral as possible, so the dog clothes would stand out. Next, this is Carly again in a, a feathered dress in flaming red. And a little-known fact is that is my son, Luke Cunningham. He is also a model, and so he agreed uh, to participate in Canines in the Catwalk for us. I didn't know that was your son. I knew he modeled, but I didn't know that was him. That is my son, Luke Cunningham. He is over six foot and a uh, mean, lean fighting machine, we call him. <laughs> 
and uh, we're very proud of him. And uh, he loves getting involved in these sort of charities and helping out also. So he contributed too. And then and our next one. Oh, again, Luke there on the left and Sierra. They were walking Carly and another little Yorkie called Cozy, who uh, they wore matching gowns. And of course, you can't see, but I wanted people to really see the attendees and how excited they all were. How many models were there? Dog models? There were 16 total dog models. We wanted to offer a wide variety, and of course you're not going to see them here, but we had from the tiniest chihuahuas to a Rhodesian Ridgeback with, uh, I believe, a nearly 40-inch chest. It's so funny. She was the one, her name was Lulu, and she looked at the runway and said, I don't know if I want to go down there. <laughs> so, but uh, she was dressed and, uh, and she had two walks. The more experienced models, obviously Carly opened and closed the show and did six walks. The dogs that did well in practices got to walk at least four times. So, And then this next shot is our little fox terrier, and her name is Noelle. And uh, she did very well on the runway, and we actually have a lot of cute shots of her. But she is a show dog, and I believe she is uh, just a few points away from winning a major championship to take her on to the very highest level. So uh, she's well-trained on her own. Okay, our next one is a Yorkie, and this little Yorkie's name is Lucy, being modeled. We're not showing a lot of pet fashions because this is more kind of showing you about the show. And this is actually one of Gracie's babies, <laughs> but obviously nearly a year old now. And so it's kind of a family affair. There were two of Gracie's babies in the show that had been, obviously have new homes now. Oh, and then here again is Jeremy, who you saw earlier with Zoe Bear, and these were our two little Chihuahua brothers, Max and Bibi, and they were cute little, and the crowd loved this. We tried to throw it in uh, fun stuff, too, a kind of an eclectic fashion show to where we had long, flowing gowns, and then we had cute, and the little dogs, I don't know how clear it is, but they had sombreros on, too, and the crowd loved this because several gowns were shown and a little more upscale, and then all of a sudden we come out with uh, the model and the two little uh, chihuahuas. This was a favorite walk down the runway for the people. And then, of course, we ended the show with beautiful model Sierra and Carly. And it looks like a little fast turn. Carly looks like she's flying, but they were both dressed in angels. And, of course, again, the crowd loved that because we like to call Carly our little angel. And uh, so that meant that had some significance for me there. So that was the last walk as she came around the corner. Very nice. Congratulations on having a great show. I mean, I know it's a lot of work, and you can probably start tomorrow on next year's. We are. We are in the planning stages, but I did want to mention that last photo. That is, again, Pavo Zoe Bear. She was in the show, and she's wearing, one of again, one of the show designs, and that was her poster. I would love to show all the dogs' posters, but obviously we don't have time for that. We are planning a fantastic show for next year, and we, we hope we can pull it off. I'm sure you will. I hope to come out to it next year. I hope you can, too. We definitely would love to have some celebrity doggies there. We were scared. I mean, I have to admit, I was scared uh, because I was thinking, oh, what if I gave a show and no one came? <laughs> but again, it was so well received and people already at right off the show, what are you doing for next year? What are you doing for next year? So they hadn't even, you know, left the parking lot. Well, I was just chatting with Zoe Bear right before the show, and she is going to be starting a Pup Scout group, which is our next show, episode 10. will be mm-hmm. Tasha and the Pup Scouts. 
But before we go, what are any future plans for you? Do you have any um, business plans or any future plans for other shows? Or Well, obviously, Carly will continue working, and sometimes she works for treats. You know, she's a good little... Uh, inexpensive model to help with people's advertising and let's face it cute dogs sell products and so she does lend herself to many area businesses because we definitely support buy local and we do hope to on the other end expand our web stores and continue to grow our brick and mortar and uh, just go from there and of course we hope to again we're already in the planning stages for uh, next year's canines and the catwalk and we have several meetings. Next, uh, I'm meeting with the show promoter tomorrow to start talking about the various plans. You know, the do's, the don'ts, what went wrong, what went right, and how do we make even a better show. You are a busy woman. I'm tired. Unfortunately, <laughs> our time is up for this show. And I would like to thank Kendra and Carly for joining us. Any last words, Kendra? Just thank you so much for having us. And we hope that people will continue continue your good work in, in attending all the pet fashion show charities because I think it helps the beneficiaries and, of course, certainly promotes the pet fashion industry. So thank you for having us. Thank you. We also would like to thank our listeners and the producers of Paul Vogue with Cuba, America's Top Dog. And Cuba today wants to end the show with a bark out to Paisley Hopper. Thanks for joining us. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.